Banana Bunch, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. Welcome back. Hey, you know what? Great news. I've been asking for a while to get enough reviews on Apple Podcasts in order to make sure we broke 100. And guess what? We did, and we had a huge influx. So we're actually at almost 110 inter- uh, reviews, interviews. We're probably more than 110 interviews now. But I think we hit 109 reviews now. So thank you all so much. Seriously, I know I've been begging it forever. So that means great news for all of us. 200 reviews is the next call, so if you are new to the show, first off, welcome. But secondly, I'd love it when you're done listening. Get on Apple Podcasts and give me a review of the show. I'd love to know what you think about it. And as always, you can reach out to me directly at podcast at junglegyms.com if you've got some questions about Jungle Gyms or don't, don't email me questions about stock. There's plenty of better ways to do that. But if you have something you want to see on the show, let me know. I would love to interact with all of you. We're trying to become friends. We're literally hanging out in the banana bunch. So this week, we've got some fun stuff. We're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the Eastgate store being a thing. I'm really excited to do that. And so we've got some coverage of that coming up over the next few weeks. And up first, I sit down with our director of development, Phil, to talk all about that. Um, It's a really great interview. He's got all kinds of great stories. And you know what? I'll leave some links if you want to watch some behind-the-scenes videos of the store and its inception and all that kind of stuff if you want to catch up on what's been going on over there for the last 10 years. Later, I'm joined by local folk band, St. Mary, St. Michael. They're gonna make some salsa with us and teach us how to make it. And then we're gonna sit down and listen to some music from them. But up first, I'm hanging out in International today because we've done a bunch of expanding here. There's all kinds of fun stuff. And I found some new products like this soursop drink. I wonder if it's any good. I know we're going to have Phil on the show here in a little bit to talk about our expansion and things of that nature, but I like to walk the store a lot to come up with either new bits for the show or to find new products. And thanks to some of the expansion and the rearrangement of the international department, I've been finding all kinds of new things. And I think you all know I love beverages. And I found this brand called Oh Fresh. They're out of Vietnam and we carry them here in the store. Uh, They're distributed by a company in North Carolina, but I was really curious about these and they come in a ton of flavors. You're probably looking at the close-ups of the can as I'm talking right now blah blah uh but i brought a uh, soursop or guanabana uh as well as and every time i say that i just think of that muppets guanabana it's stuck in your head forever now uh and lychee you know they had some things like mango and other recognizable fruits and there are a few other strange ones but i thought these would be fun so i was curious about these because i was like oh well are they carbonated or are they just regular drinks so we're gonna try them here together in hopes that maybe you'll come in and try them as well so uh, a lot of you don't know much about the uh, soursop uh if you again or guanabana depending on how you've heard of it. Uh, The first time I ever tried it, weirdly, was at a yogurt place. And it reminded me of, let's crack that can. Uh, It reminded me of a little bit pineapple, but mostly almost like if you've ever had like strawberry banana flavored things, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit with notes of pineapple. So I get a little smell here. Yeah, we get some of those same tropically notes. Let's just try and see how this is. Hopefully it's good. If not, well, I guess it's getting cut short. Well, first off, it's not carbonated. Whoa. Oh, there it is right in the can. Made with real pulp. Ooh, that's a thick, juicy boy. All right. I am really into this. And just taking a look at the back, not a lot to it. Water, soursop juice, soursop pulp, cane sugar, salt, citric acid, azorbic acid. Is that how you pronounce it? Sodium citrate, natural flavor. Um, This is amazing. And I think the way I described it is great. It reminds me really, again, I I always go back to the taste of strawberry banana yogurt. That's really what it reminds of what soursop reminds me of with a, just a bit of pineapple in there. This is delicious. It actually tastes better than it smells. It smells good. It almost smells like a bit of um, it's almost a bit of like a beer scent. That could be the can too, which is why I typically wash off my can lids before I drink it because I'm a crazy person. Or am I a safe person? All right, Soursop, I'm giving you a nine out of 10 on that one. I love that. Let's try the lychee. Lychee, I love lychee already, so this is probably an easy one for me, but 
Let's see. We're just going to try it together. And then I want all of you to come in and try the other flavors. And if you come in and try one of these and you like it, come by the studio while you're visiting. And um, well, we can toast cans together. So we're going lychee now. If you don't remember, you can check out a taste test. It was one of the first videos I made here in like my first week on the job before I knew what the podcast was really going to look like. Uh, and I tried rambutan or rambutan or depending on who you ask, uh, which is like the cousin fruit of lychee. I love lychee. It's got a, oh, yeah. I don't know how to describe the smell. It's sweet. It's slightly floral. Uh, but the thing I think about lychee all the time is that I think American candies have been using lychee to flavor things like gummy bears and other gummy candies. And I have this whole theory, and I'll figure I don't know how to explore this properly yet, but I'd love to do it with you all, is that I think American candy purveyors use these international fruit flavors as a means of uh, kind of tricking us, right? So I'm willing to bet there's some similarities. So let's try the lychee next. That is deliciously accurate. Oh my gosh, that's good. And same thing in the ingredients, uh, lychee juice, lychee pulp, cane sugar, citric acid, the sodium citrate, all that fun stuff, natural flavor. These are really, really good. Oh my gosh. All right, so if you are looking for, let's take a look at the serving size. Good amount of sugar in there, so heads up on that, but it is cane sugar, so it's at least like, quote, good sugar, however that works out. Wow, these are awesome. So when it comes to trying these, uh, I, you know, lychee, it may be kind of exotic to you. I, It's less exotic to me. It shows up in like, I'm always getting lychee things in my bubble tea and things of that nature. Uh, and I, I eat a lot of Asian food, so it shows up frequently enough, it, it, at least in some adjacent form. Uh, soursop's a little less common, so I would tell you, I would say soursop might taste more familiar to the American palate immediately, but I would encourage you to try both of these or try any of the flavors. Now that I know how good these two are, I knew, you know, I'm a big mango fan, so I knew the mango one would be good, but these are, uh, as 10-year-old influencer Noah would say, these are bussin'. But for real, come in and try these. These are really, really, really good. And stay tuned next week. I'm going to try and find things like this more commonly on the show, and we can try new stuff together. Sound good? Great. Huh, what do you know? That product was delicious. Surprise, I still have great taste. Come in and check some of that stuff out. And if there's something in the store that you love that you think I should be aware of and should talk about on the show, shoot me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com or call my hotline 513-674-6855 and leave me a voicemail. Now, coming up, we're about to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the Eastgate store, the second location of Jungle Gyms International Market. So I thought it'd be fun to kick off this coverage by sitting down once again with one of your favorites on the show, our director of development, Phil, to tell you all about the inception of our second store. Take it away, Phil, or me, whoever talks first. This is one of your favorite guests, judging from the emails I've received about this. And I'm excited to bring him back because we are nearing the 10-year anniversary of our Eastgate location. Welcome back, Director of Development for Jungle Gyms, Phil. What's up, Phil? Hey, how's it going? Thanks. Good. How are you doing, by the way? I know we haven't been able to do this for a little while. I'm doing better. I, I For those that don't know, I broke my leg. Oof. Um, back on Easter, and I split the tibia long ways down. Oh, good. So I haven't been able to walk. So I haven't been able to get down to the floor down here. Yeah. So well, able to get to my office because I have an elevator, but the struggle was limping up here. Well, you did keep making those strange requests that you wanted to be carried by chariot or something, and I was like willing, but not necessarily <laughs> able. No. But I'm glad you're able to come no, down thanks. here. People yeah. ask, when are you going to be able to walk without crutches? I'm like, in my head, you know, I'm thinking. <laughs> When am I going to be on the Segway? <laughs> I'm waiting to hear that beeping. I, by. I always loved Me it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to walk the store on a limb. I like bet. That. Yeah. Oh, so. I can't even imagine. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, truly. No, but I'm glad you're doing a little bit better at least. Yeah, I watched all 8 billion videos on uh, YouTube during this. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 8 billion uploaded every like six minutes or oh, something like oh. that right now too. Like, There's too much content. Uh, so hopefully people find this. Uh, no, all kidding aside, uh, you know, like I said, obviously we're coming to the 10-year anniversary of Eastgate, but I thought before we dove into that, um, got anything, you know, look, we're working, I, I've mentioned it briefly here, we've got a little expansion action happening in Fairfield, right? Yes. Is there anything you can tease the audience with on that? So most of you know we expanded the front, and that was part of the expansion in the back. We needed to move pets, cookware, and toys out of the store into the front so that we gave international more space with the thought that we would still need to give international more space. So with that, with the moving the departments, we gave them 12,000 square feet. Now we're adding another 12,000 
square feet on the back of the store. Oh, wow. Yeah. So on top of the square footage that they already have, but a good portion of it's going to go to seafood. Okay. Um, and a couple of other areas, but the majority of it is for international. Um, it's, it's a big expansion. So it's been really cool to see how they've already utilized the existing space, you know, right. but like, I think the first one I really noticed was the expansion of the, well, it's now truly a world of ramen back there. Yeah. Uh, and I, yesterday I was just walking to store. So we added like a lot of space for like the Hawaiian and Malaysian foods. Right. And I know in the past we talked about the Nepali food last right. year. So that was a big thing. It's really cool to see. So, I, yeah, I'm excited the, about it. The Asian section was, is one of the biggest categories as a company. So we had, we moved the rice and uh, moved the Chinese around and the ramen and all different. They were able to add more categories that we didn't have. Some of the cookware, um, health and beauty area uh, items for oh, yeah. uh, that category. Um, I did one of the masks on the show last yeah. week, actually. <laughs> and Nepali was moved over into there uh, with the understanding it's going to move again into the new expansion. So. Sure. Uh, we're getting a little bit more organized. It just came out of the meeting for the back oh, expansion. Cool. So um, we're, it's going to take a while. You know, the, you know the, the problem is just getting products and people to build. Sure. Um, it's just a struggle. So Yeah. Well, I'm glad that nothing has really let up since 2020, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, shelving, I can't believe how far out. Some of the really? shelving companies are a year out before they'll tell us when they can ship. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. I guess it, I don't want to say it makes sense. It makes sense in that everything seems to just be burning all the must time. must be really busy out there. Yeah, but Too much expansion happening everywhere else. As exactly. soon as we try to get in, come on, what were we Let's thinking? Go. Well, I'm excited about that, too. Um, as And I guess maybe I should ask, is anything going on at Eastgate in the same way? Or? Oh, yeah. Eastgate, uh, they are expanding as well. We put a small freezer in for the international side. We knew going into that project that the back rooms were a struggle. Um, most of that, we bought the whole mall and then some. Right. And then, so when we de designed the store, we knew the back rooms were small. They were designed like a traditional grocery store, 10% right. of the spaces, their back room. Well, that doesn't work well for us. Sure. Because of the way we have to buy most of the international products. So uh, there, there was not a lot of space for frozen items to be stored at that, that location. So we're looking at adding another freezer on the backside of it for you know, maybe a couple hundred pallets of frozen goods. I'll take that. We, That'd be great. Yeah. We only have 50 now, so. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy how much, and it's funny now, you know, I'm thinking back even just like a year ago when we were first starting to hang out on the show occasionally, where I'm like, none of that would have made sense to me. And right. now, and I'm hoping that's the same thing. Now you know you what a pallet there. is. Right, Whoa. exactly. And I can kind of get an idea of the sense <laughs> and scale. And hopefully I've communicated that effectively. To, well, I mean, that's you communicated to me through the show. <laughs> and so now I feel like you've, you know, we've educated the audience as right. well. So thanks yeah. for that, Phil. It's a lot of frozen product. Well, talk to me then about, I, and I got to give every, I want to shout this out because Phil is, yeah, look, at you put, put it out there. Uh, notes. Yeah, a lot of guests don't write notes like that, and I am so <laughs> appreciative of it. It means that you cared enough to do that. So thank you, seriously. You're welcome. But I thought, just tell me the story of Eastgate. Like, how did, I know we talked to them passing a little bit about it, but, you know, oh, yeah. how did East, this all go down? So many people knew we were looking for a, a second location for a long time, and... Yeah, shoot. I, I wrote down some of the some of the places. You know, Lebanon was one we were looking at really hard. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, up on 42 where the old Walmart next to the YMCA. Yeah? Um, oh, that kind of, that seems like that would have been a cool that location. That was awesome. The highway yeah. went right into the Oh my gosh, lot. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Uh, Home Depot was next door and there was 22 acres behind it. So it was a perfect fit. Um, and it turned out that my middle daughter tore ACL. So the day I was supposed to go meet with the city officials, I don't even remember who it was. I had to cancel because I had to take her to back to Beacon. Um, right. <laughs> and Today's episode is brought to you by Beacon Orthopedics. Beacon exactly. Orthopedics. And yeah. uh, so that got canceled. And then in between that time of scheduling the next appointment, Jungle brought up the you know conversation. Hey, why don't you check to see if there's a uh, alcohol license available for that location? <laughs> Called the alcohol lawyers. Turned out there wasn't. So... We had to drop that, and it had been sure. voted down twice, and I guess that's why Walmart had moved. Oh, yeah, so makes sense. we were not into that. Um, some of the other locations, Hyde Park, Austin Landing, Dayton, a lot of spaces in Dayton. Dayton was very appealing because of the Air Force Base. Oh, Har cool, yeah. Harper's Point, 
Uh, oh, oh wow, that would have been cool too. Yeah, I mean, every location you're saying, I'm just going to do the gas <laughs> noise out probably. Uh, you know, you mentioned Dayton uh, before you keep going. I get emails really frequently about Dayton as a place, and right. I've had people go very detailed on location and things oh, of that nature. Me too. I get I'm them sure. all the time. Yeah, uh, I feel like you feel it even more, but it is. It's just interesting to me that like. <laughs> I don't know what I said here that someone thinks I have that kind of authority. Good I'm like, job. yeah, yeah, sure. I'll build yeah, you a store. Dayton Mall, um, quite a few spots in there. Um, there's a spot where 675 and 75 used to be a Walmart. I think it's Menards now. Yeah. We looked at that pretty, pretty hard, um, but they wanted crazy money for that sure. space. Well, that that area seemed to be kind of on right. the come up in the last And when I was in the really Army, I was assigned to a unit up there. So yeah. I, I like Dayton a lot. Um, see, Northern Kentucky, we looked at quite a few spaces there. Really? That's the other That's the other location I get the right. most emails uh, Right across from Turfway Park, which is now at Dick's. Yeah. Um, was it HQ, I think? Yeah. We were trying to bid on that. We did lose the bid, obviously. Um, but then we found out later that your alcohol can't be part of the store. And it just didn't work oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because anyway. Kentucky has the separate liquor right. agency. Yeah. Um, so we looked at Je uh, Louisville as well. Um, and then Jeffersonville, after we realized the same law applied right. in Louisville, Jeffersonville at the old bigs down there, cool. Columbus, Ohio, so many places. And then obviously we get a lot of email requests from cities and municipalities and, you know, build here. You know, we had, uh, you know, I remember five, six years ago, you know, out in Seattle, they wanted us really bad, you know, Boeing, obviously in that right. area brings in a lot of, uh, different groups. So, um, but yeah, that's we look, and that's just a small list. I mean, yeah, we still get. It's like the highlights. Please build here, yeah. <laughs> um, and even after we built Eastgate, we we're you know casually, more than casually, looking at the west side of Indianapolis, uh, with the town of Speedway in four sixty five, where that merges. Now there's an sure. Aldi there, which would have been great because my youngest daughter teaches in uh, Brownsburg out there now. Oh, cool. I know. That would have been awesome. And also congratulations to her. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's amazing. You know, another one I always hear about, too. I feel like, so I'm always, and it's because I live in Northern Kentucky. I think yeah. I get a lot of those. Dayton, obviously, but I think right. I just know a good amount of people there. But I hear a lot about Denver, Colorado, too. That is one that everybody always mentions to me. Really? I've and never had one. And I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I'm surp I was wondering if you'd say that or not. And I get it a lot. I have, you know where I get it more than, occasionally email but I get it in the store a lot. Huh. I'll, people will just be walking through, they're like, you know where you should have one? And it's now almost become like my own little game to myself. I'm like, I bet they're going right. to say Denver and always Denver. And I'm guessing because it's such a big tourist area. Well, it's, it's got a big kind of, hub with the air, airline. Right. And you do get a decent bit of international traffic there. Right. Uh, and I joke all the time that Denver is secretly just a uh, 5,000 foot elevation Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. Right. It's almost, it's weird. Every time I'm out there, I'm like, oh, it's like kind of the yeah. same town. And then, except there's a mountain range a few miles yeah. away, you know. So but. I've been working with the uh, entrepreneurial class at Miami University this week. Um, and they're touring and then they do projects, you know, for the store yeah. as part of their class. And it's neat to hear where they're from and their perspective and different ideas. That's really cool. Oh, any uh, any uh, fun thoughts or ideas? Come I don't up this know. Time? They're, they're, oh, they're still in the cooking they're, process. They're, okay, they're, they're still in the, we're still going through some of the virtual uh, meetings. That's cool. I saw of, you doing one of the tours the other yeah, day, yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah. did we get ideas in? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It. Those are cool. So um, I can't. Last year was really cool, so I can't wait to hear this year's. Oh, that'll be exciting. So. We should do a follow-up after the fact. Yeah, and say oh, we can good run, idea. Do like a top 10 list or something yeah. like that. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be great. I'll yeah. take notes. Oh, so ultimately what, after, you know, after checking out all these places, what was the big draw for the Eastgate, Eastgate area? Actually, Ken Guy sent us a letter um, and it was handed to, me, handed to me and we had just bowed out of the Lebanon. So I was very frustrated yeah. and uh, I read it and I threw it away. <laughs> and, and a about, spicy fill moment. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we're never going to do another store. And so right before he took out the trash, I grabbed it and I saved it. And then a couple weeks later, I called Ken Geis from Union Township and uh, I said, hey, are you still interested? You know, Jungle and I were talking and he's like, yeah. And so he came out and met with us um, and we talked about it and it really started to form very quickly from that conversation. Then I toured the, the facility and a couple of weeks later had the family come out and tour it when we were very serious and everyone was on board. 
you know, prior to that, it felt too close. Mm -hmm. You know, it's only 30 minutes apart. Right. But a lot of people do not go to both. Even if they live in the middle, they pick one or the other. It's very interesting. I yeah. didn't realize that was a thing until I really came like, here. But like, you know. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it, I get that all the time where some people are like, I've had a lot of friends who are kind of like in the middle or Northern Kentucky people like me. They're like, oh, you're at the Fairfield one? Well, I do the Eastgate one. Or, oh, you're at the Fairfield one? Cool. I only go to the Fairfield one. Whenever, wherever I go, they go, which store do you work at? I work at both. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I'm an equal opportunity yeah, employee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it's interesting to follow the social media, you know, all the different, it doesn't matter which stream it is, you know, what, what, what it is, what socials. People are always, it's always the same, which one do you like the best? Yeah. Know? And they all have their own reasoning. And what I found is most people tend to go to Eastgate because they like the flow. Okay. Um, it's an easier shop for them. Yeah. Which we learned a lot from this store. Uh, this store, we, we added on as we had money and property. Right. And over there was one big mall that we was basically empty with a few tenants left um, and started over. And, and I think it, it makes, in a weird way, it was probably, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but probably a little easier to use because it was, it was a, the main area was a Biggs, right? It was a Biggs, um, which if, you don't know what a Biggs is. They were a the first hypermarket in the USA. They came in out of France and they combined the groceries and your home goods and whatever else. So it was a big space, but at that same point, it was too small for our store. Sure. So there were there was one nail salon that was still inside the mall. We worked with her to move to an outside space, which worked out great for them. That's but, awesome. And it helped us build this flow. Yeah. Um, throughout. Cause I hear that a lot too. And I always, in my head, I'm like, well, maybe it's cause it had like an existing layout that we could bring our funk to. And I, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, one of the issues was the ceiling height was the same in that store. Right. And at Fairfield, you have all these different ceiling heights. So when you transition through them, you feel like you're going into a different experience over yeah. there. You don't have that same feeling. So we had to hang stuff and start, you know, jungleizing it, if you will, yeah. um, putting up different art, you know, uh, buses and uh, we like the drone drones. back there. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That thing is so cool. Yeah, it really is. Well, and I remember you telling me forever ago, and I love telling people this now too, is about the, the color coded ceilings. Yes, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, I that love it. helps a lot, and most people don't even realize it, but it's that same transition that you would have here with the ceilings changing over there. It's the ceiling colors changing colors. It's really cool to me because once you told me, and then I saw it. It was I had two experiences. The first time I was like, "How did I miss this?" <laughs> But then the, every other time I've gone, I don't really pay attention to it. But there is something in my peripheral vision that, like, you can feel whatever that changes in right. a weird way. And it's like, it's such a subtle thing. It's like the sun when right. it goes in and out of the cloud. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the sunset if, department. If, you, if you're not sure what he's talking about, we color-coded the departments um, with their own special color for ceiling. So it's easier for people to navigate the store. It's on the maps as well. I thought that was cool. So I guess the next thing is, you know, flashing back 12 years ago when we started looking at this store, you know, we talked about doing a store for so long. And then as we were starting to move forward and going through the purchase and starting to do the demo, or, you know, our company was in denial. But even, but even before that, we announced it. There was a Facebook page that was put together by uh, Greg Trainer, I think his name was, a realtor in that area, trying to convince us to go to Eastgate while well, I was following the thing the whole time, and I'm just you know, adding to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never go there. What are you guys talking about? That's amazing. You know, <laughs> you know, they had thousands of people. It was great. And, you know, people just, you know, bantering back and forth about why we should be. And then the mall across the street was empty, you know, and that's a beautiful mall now. Um, and then, you know, a couple of things, you know, Ken Geis, obviously from Union Township was the main reason we went there. Um, we wanted a vested community. We wanted a community that wasn't just going to help us and then walk away. You right. know, they helped us get Route 32, the in interchange, the tunnel and everything. The, the traffic flows very well around there. Absolutely. I got to cut the ribbon and make a speech for the highway. <laughs> what do you say? You know, it was cool, but you know, thanks to the steel built, you know, you right. Know. Exactly. <laughs> to all of the, to all of the asphalt out there. <laughs> it was <you> awesome. <laughs> I kept the ribbons, but, uh, yeah, it, the whole area changed and, and oh, it didn't happen overnight, but it happened very quickly. Yeah. I kept asking before, you know, we opened, what are all these other people going to do when all these people show up? Because it was a very, uh, very, 
sad area at that time. Yeah, it was quiet. <laughs> it was I think very was the, quiet. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the word I was thinking and of. And it needed a lot of freshening up, and right. it happened. It was really cool. Yeah, because it feel didn't like the, take long. I felt like at the time, the only thing I think otherwise out there that was still a thing was like maybe Sam's Club. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, they're, they're next door. And they're, yeah, they're down a little ways. But I remember thinking back then, and when you guys were first going in there, it was just the casual, and I did, again, I still don't really know what I'm doing. But even back then, I definitely didn't know. I was like, oh, I'm surprised they're going over there. But then I kept thinking, I was like, well, you kind of hit, like, not that this is the west side of town, but, you know, you're kind east of on side, opposite yeah. sides of the city, so it made sense to me. Well, we picked up northern Kentucky, which is what we were shooting for. Right. Um, when we were looking at northern Kentucky, there's a lot of... Uh, big groups of pockets of international people down there. And it's only eight miles across the bridge, so it's really right. close. Um, and you know, really the only thing that we were looking for during the whole process was we wanted to be close to a highway and close to the exit. Yeah. And this mall was there. So, you know, there was a lot of people that helped put this together. Um, but, you know, the Facebook page was fun to watch. You oh, know, I'm sure. You know, and just, you know, going, oh, we'll never go there. We're looking somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did meet Greg later after we opened. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, is he still working in like that end of the game? I don't know. All right. Well, sorry about your luck, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> nice You're guy. not important to the story anymore. We cut you out in the second half. <laughs> Poor Greg. <laughs> Do you have any favorite things that you've done or accomplished at Eastgate there? I mean, I feel like you're generally proud of the things you've done in both stores in a cool way. Yeah. You always have fun little anecdotes anyway. I don't know. That was There's a lot of cool stuff over there. If you haven't been over there in a while, it's changed uh, since we've opened. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even open with the seafood department open. We didn't have oh, time. Really, that's funny. Um, there were a lot of areas that were unfinished. We just needed to open. Um, we hit this September twenty fifth date and said we got to. You know, we had starting to do the math backwards from the holidays. We got to if we're going to get through this, we got to open right around that date. Right. So that's what we were shooting for, whether some of the departments were ready or not. So oh, wow. Um, and then you know, as the ten years have gone by, we've done a lot of work over there inside and out yeah um even collaborating with rj uh cinemas and, sure uh rencon in the corner there with the restaurant that whole area with and they're bringing the ice skating rink in here shortly I'm i think it's i think it was delivered oh know? no kidding yeah no start setting it up here because man winter's not far away uh, it's always so when they said that i was like oh Gosh, I yeah. barely have a tan. I know, seriously. I'm like, I have one more week to swim in the pool out <laughs> front. <laughs> so all summer I was like, I'm gonna do a big grill out yeah. special. And then like at weeks just got away. And I realized that the other day when somebody reached out to me, they're like, Do you still want to do a your vegan grill out segment? I was like, Yeah, but probably next year now yeah. because I don't know what happened to twenty twenty two. We grill all year, but um, Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I like <your> style. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, looking at the mall as a whole beyond just the store. You know, we started bringing in tenants, and, you know, that's evolved as well. Um, and I think there's only one space where uh, Jimmy Johnson moved out. They moved across the street, and uh, they wanted a drive-through. So we have four or five people that want that space, which is really cool, considering awesome. when we got there, nobody wanted to be in Eastgate at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was well, hard. we bring that kind of heat, right? And so people yeah. like the, you know, and people are like, oh, can I get a little we of that juice? No, yeah, we had no idea we would be that one domino that would, you know, trigger everything that uh, has happened around there. It's pretty neat. You know, looking yeah. back, you know, there are a lot of people like, why are you going there? Well. We don't know, but it's really cool, and Ken's on board, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like wherever we went or do go or whatever the future is, I think that's always going to be the case. I don't know. You that's, know? Uh, I would, I would hope so, but, you know, there's still a lot of work to make that happen. Oh, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. But it's one of those things that I think when that does come together anywhere, right? I mean, Eastgate's a great example of right. it where it's like, you know, we just have this little bit of flavor and funk. And, right. you know, I, it's hard I, to find that much junk, you know, to build around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you telling me that giant machine shop wall that's oh, in that no. pet department over there was not easy to find? You know, one of the ideas came up yesterday. I'm not going to say what it is yeah. because it'd be really cool at Eastgate if we can pull this off. So, yeah. um, we'll yeah. save it for off the, Whoa. off the clock. Yeah. Yeah. I, it actually came up just out of the blue yesterday and we were all like, hmm, that actually has some merit. Um, that'd that, be really cool. Yeah. That, yeah. See, I love it when you get excited about that. I'm like, and I'm going to find out what it is, folks, and I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'll just tease you until it happens. We're always looking for ideas and different, you know, concepts and what have you. Sure. Eastgate was, uh, you know, challenging 
because we had never done a second store, so we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, but the township and the county were very gracious in how they worked with us and let us build as we build and do our thing. Uh, you know, as long as we you know complied with what they wanted as right. well, obviously. But um, it took probably longer because we were doing it that way because we didn't have drawings going into it. We were designing as we were going. Yeah. Um, departments as you know if they were tenant spaces as you know we were submitting them for permits so yeah i just we had a general concept and then we just started on department by department and you know people are always emailing hey put a store here and i'm like that store has no underground right <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> uh the refrigeration and freezers that go yeah i can't even imagine and it's all those things that people are like you know i mean i would have been one of them too and now right. i still would be maybe one of them but i feel like i know yeah just you looked enough at to the like, model upstairs right. and you're like whoa what is going on i still think i tell that story <laughs> to people all the time i was like i'd known these people for all of about an hour and a half at this point they're like you want to see this model i'm like i think it was my second interview and i just remember being like whoa yeah. a there's a physical model here to look at and one that was the part that blew me away i just I was like all right they're gonna pull up a picture on phil's computer and then it was like no there's this whole thing yeah i think that's so cool yeah well people can walk in there and look at it without me having to be there and have the sure. computer on yeah and you can like actually in a weird way it you know as i'm talking about the design of this room for example it really gave me an idea of the scale and space right. and i remember my first thoughts when i left i was like why are they giving me this much room <laughs> now but it know. worked out great. Look. Now I'm like, oh, maybe I needed more. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, like, I need a second floor. Yeah, I was like, Phil, where's the water line in here? I need a sink. <laughs> it is right there, actually. Is it really? I thought I thought so every so often. I was like, I don't know if great, what Graders is up to out there, but it sounds very yeah, wet. You need a window to their... Uh... <laughs> I, I want a second. Yeah, just one window right yeah. over here so I can talk tap, to their tap, customers. Tap. Yeah, exactly. I need a milkshake. Yeah, double chocolate chill, chip. Chip, I don't know how to say words anymore. Uh, what else I, do I have on my Yeah, notes? I was going to say, what else do we have in the sheet of notes here? Let's see. That's, oh, I got my notes covered. Yeah. Oh, cool. No, I think you nailed it, honestly. This is great. And yeah. I, 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 it's so cool. Are we doing anything like, is there any There's event fireworks. or anything? Okay, I, that's what I thought was going to happen. I so think, do you I know the deets on that? Uh, because of this, I, I'm not... That's okay. You know what we'll do? We'll find out. I know out there's a touch the truck with the, the township. Uh, they're putting that together this oh, year. Oh, cool. Um, oh, that's right. Because we talked about that last year too. Yeah, that was, a, that was a great. Touch yeah. the truck is awesome. Yeah. It really is. If, if you're, uh, if you have children, especially bring them out there, they eat that up. Oh yeah. Um, and then that's going to be later in the day. And then Crossroads has an event going on with some different things. And then the fireworks later. In fact, Josie's at the meeting. Uh, right now. Oh, perfect. So. so maybe here's what we'll do is chances are everybody watching this, I'll be running the actual date and information right. under us talking oh, about we're, the section. It's going to yeah. be uh, publicized everywhere. For That'll us. be fun too. Yeah. Every year we've done fireworks except one um, for the last five or six years. So cool. And yeah. I missed them last year. I forget why I was gone or something oh, was happening. Yeah. I think I was at a jazz festival yeah. um, because I'm telling myself I'm culture. Yeah. Rosie's does the fireworks. So, oh, so it's going to be amazing. Awesome. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now that would be a fun, that's an interview we should get. I got Let's to get... push a button one year. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> Phil, you're just living my dreams right now. I was now. artillery. You cut ribbons. <laughs> you've been pushing explosive buttons. I want your life. But Help. I was in artillery for uh, 12 years. So, sure. You know, so you have a little expertise shoot, in the background. Shooting rounds down range. Yeah, I never got to pull a lanyard on the, on the howitzer. No, but that, so well, I got listen, to shoot fireworks. If we, that, that, That's got to be close, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'll cool. be a lot of fun. I'll so, be, yeah, yeah, there's uh, definitely plans uh, for... Eastgate, even beyond this, you know, even though it's been 10 years, we're still not done. We want to remodel seafood. Um, it gets so congested in there. We're going to do some more work in that space. I love it. And the meat service case needs a little bit of tweaking as well. I feel like um, you're like our our businesses like flow mad scientist. It's I imagine you're always like tinkering, like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like how can you improve? But it, Dexter, but, yeah, but I feel like in a really cool way, right? Where you're just like you, you seem gen look, Phil, you're clearly genuinely excited about this. Which oh, is yeah. why I was love talking to you about this stuff because I'm like I'm gonna get caught up in it. I'm assuming you all <laughs> are gonna get caught up in it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when people uh, see me on the Segway, they say, what are you guys working on now? Yeah. Or what's going on there? Um, well, hopefully I'll have you do all these uh, exclusives on the show. So yeah, anytime yeah. they ask, we'll just have you back on. Now that so. I can get around a little bit more, it's a lot yeah. easier. 
Well, uh, I guess a good thing I'll say this here, come out to the fireworks event once we get it publicized. As I said, I'll probably be at the Eastgate store, right? I'll be setting off fireworks by myself in the (laughs) Fairfield parking lot, much to the chagrin of the Fairfield Police Department. I'm I'm joking. (laughs) He's getting Uh, safe. Yeah, yeah, please come to Eastgate, but I'll come hang out with you all there, and that'd be fun. I want to touch a truck, so I'm I'm actually You want to ride the fire truck or or drive the helicopter? If you can make any, if I can just sit in the helicopter to put a photo up. I'd be waiting. Oh, they'll be there. That's awesome. I think AirCare's been there every year, so. Perfect. I'm in. Yeah, they're awesome. Phil, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you you. coming down here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I will. I plan to. Thank you. And you know what? I love that that's your sign-off, and I love that you always encourage that out of all of us. And I'll say this. I just hit my one year with everybody. Right? That's awesome. Uh, And I've been having a lot of fun. So thanks for being a huge part of that. Good job. Truly. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it, Phil. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we'll see you soon, hopefully. Yes. Awesome. Heal up. Yes. (laughs) Almost there. (laughs) Hey, Phil, thanks so much for your time. I love getting to learn about the store and you always have a lot of fun anecdotes. And of course, everyone watching or listening right now, hey, send me an email podcast at Jungle Gyms if you have more questions about Eastgate or if you just want to know more about the show or anything like that. Literally, I just want to make friends and talk to you. Uh, And, you know, if I can't answer the questions myself, I will do my best to get the information for you. So right now, I'm standing over here in Protus, you know, 1.5 acres of it right now, hanging out with some heirloom tomatoes because we're coming up to the last bit on the show. So this is the last you'll hear from me directly right now. Uh, and I'm joined by St. Mary St. Michael, a folk man, and their singer and main driving force behind the band, Tyler, loves to come to Jungle Gyms and he shops for all these ingredients to make this special salsa. So today we went out with him and he's going to teach us how to make salsa and we're going to close the show out with a performance from them. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the studio today. This is a fun segment. I think I pitched to all of you a little while back that I, I love having musical guests and comedians and things of that nature on here, but I wanted to take a little spin on it. So uh, my pal Tyler here gave me a great pitch. So I invited him and his band, St. Mary St. Michael in. So we're joined by Tyler and Michael. Thank you. Hey, thank Are you, you the saint? He is. Uh, well, we'll say that for now. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll debate it later. <laughs> I'm way into it. So before we dive in a little bit, the pitch here really was that you make an awesome salsa, right? Like tell me about salsa. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a couple years now, at one point my wife started growing heirloom tomatoes. Um, And if you've grown tomatoes, they like, you can't consume them fast enough. They just keep growing. And so we're like, we don't even know what to do with all this. So I got into, I was like, well, let me make salsa. And I took about, about it's about a couple years of experimenting where I just threw random shit in. And then this was the first, I actually wrote it down. Like, this is what I think makes the most approachable salsa cool. while also giving you the flexibility to do whatever you want with it. I love so. it. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you make that too. Uh, and while before we really dive into that, tell me a little bit about the band, guys. Like, what sell you sell, sell my band? And I got to give you a quick shout out before you start. Yeah. That you are rocking my Coachella, Coachella shirt. <laughs> this is my merch I made during COVID at the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, oh, all of the music because fe- at the time I was doing music festival coverage right. on my old show, and then my there entire no year music yeah. festivals. Oh my gosh, it like killed my old job pretty much. I was like, oh cool. Well, well, I still love Radio Artifact, but yeah. I had nothing to do. So I was like, oh, let's, let's make a t-shirt. a t-shirt. So thank you for buying one. Absolutely. Yeah. Buy uh, local. Buy. Find your people <laughs> that live in your city and buy their stuff. I still really want to see emotional battle royale sets. <laughs> I'll see if I have the art. I can put it up so you guys can read the bands. I thought it was funny. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, tell me about the band. Yeah, so I am from Nashville. Well, originally Knoxville. Got my audio engineering degree outside of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Moved up here. Knew everything. Um, so I started writing a couple songs just because... I had nothing to do but write music. Um, the band name comes from a, a girl that I am very dear dear to my heart, Mary Michael. Um, that's what she goes by, Mary Michael. You have to call her Mary Michael, mm-hmm. not Mary. Okay. So one day we were joking around. I said, well, if you were sainted, would you St. Mary or St. Michael? And she goes, St. Mary or St. Michael sounds like an indie band name. And I went, okay, well, dibs, it's mine. <laughs> and then uh, in 2016, me and my wife moved into Pleasant Ridge on the Facebook page, which is largely people complaining about, you know, the homeless people down the street or whatever. But sure. Michael um, is a cellist. He is a music teacher. And he went onto the Facebook page advertising his services as a teacher. And I play cello. So I ended up messaging. I said, well, I don't want to hire you as a teacher, but I'm a songwriter. I'd love to get some quick demos uh, just of more than just me playing. Yeah come over so he did uh we recorded like five or six yeah demos yeah, yeah up, up in the 
The upstairs bunk yeah. bedroom. The that bunk you had. bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So as far as I was concerned, St. Mary's St. Michael required a cellist forever now. Um, but he's also a songwriter. So now, I mean, for what, six years or so now, we've, I play with him, he plays with me. We used to pay each other back and forth until we were just like, I think that $100 bill I came from me anyway. It's like, we don't, you don't need to pay me that yeah, money back. Yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the band. Uh, we write sad music and that's kind of... Yeah, I was going to ask you, what would you describe the genre as? Because I always feel like this is a fun answer. It's a fun answer, right? Uh, I mean... I, I say indie folk is kind of like indie folk rock. Um, mm -hmm. I throw out bands like the Decemberists or Frightened Rabbit that I get a lot of my inspiration from. Um, but the, if people like what style, indie folk, if my on the nose is, I write sad boy music. Yeah, you know? it's, e it's emo folk Look at me. me, I'm a bearded, white, <laughs> tattooed man. Yeah, so what brewery do you yeah, work exactly. at? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, when I say, oh, I play, I, 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 I'm a songwriter, whatever image comes to your mind, that's probably what I write. Yeah, yeah I, I think of Dashboard Confessional as a, as a go-to starting point is yeah. sad, sad, sad. Uh, music, you know. Little, yeah. I, I hope I'm not quite as whiny. No, though. no, you're not as no, whiny. No, no, it's like you no, take you, that, I, it's, you I say add, I like that, it. Like, yeah, yeah, you add a little, like, you take that and you, wheel it back to like the 1800s a exactly. little bit. You know what that's I mean? My like, thing. There's like a sounds of wagons. In the back. Oh, Hells yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. That's cool. Um, and uh, we, uh, and so Michael, like, so Michael's also, uh, he's from Arizona. Uh, Arizona's. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Stomping ground. Cool. Um, and so, and his whole family's musical. So again, you know, lots of music. And I, originally we lived down the street from each other. So like I said, we were, around each other a lot. That's so there awesome. you go. That's beautiful. Well, I'm excited about it. And uh, with the last plug in the meantime is uh, where can people look you up? To uh, get anywhere. I mean, obviously streaming services. If you're into the support local stuff, band camp's kind of the way to go. What's that the, way. Is it just ST? ST period. So St. Mary comma. Comma's important. Yep. St. Michael. And then uh, if you Google it, you need to type band or else you'll get a list of Catholic churches. Right, I remember you joked I'm to me once. That. Yeah, you were like, uh, I had the, I decided to make a band name that was the most impossible thing yeah, to like Google. You, just, <laughs> you know, even on Spotify, you'd think, no, because then there's like St. Mary's Cathedral Choir. And right, like, which, you know, on their own, right? That's fine. Awesome. But, <laughs> yeah, and, but, I, and I'll just say that um, Tyler Carson uh, is, like if you ever see that name under mixing, recording, that's his yeah, yeah, actual so. name. And then my name is Michael Ronstadt, and I play cello and stuff. Michael, so. G. Michael G. Ronstadt is where yeah. you look up his stuff, cool. which you yeah. should. Awesome. Yeah. I'll uh, put some lower thirds yeah. in for us, Hells too. So yeah. that should be good. So, yeah. well, in that case, you guys want to start making the salsa? Let's do salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while you're starting to put stuff together, I'm going to give a shout out. I I, uh, I mentioned you give a shout out to a guy I used to play music with frequently. I just saw here the other day, he's now part of the Breadsmith family named Nick Triantos. And Nick used to be in the grocery game. He used to work for one of our competitors, Fresh Time Markets. Uh, lovely people. Uh, <laughs> But Nick got me hip to these donkey chips, which I think are some of the best tortilla chips that we sell here in the store. So I'll give you a nice close shot of that. Um, donkey brands. Uh, here's the thing. You were mentioning this beforehand. Yeah. People sleep on the chip portion of chips and salsa. and It's I, half the game. Yeah, it really is. I always forget if it's at this tear. Nope, it's not. They have a cut to open. But the catch to me is I always want a chip that got, has like good consistency, a little yeah. thickness, and it holds up in the salsa. Correct. You know? why, why I pushed this to you was salsa is such a like, staple ingredient of parties and everything else. Yeah. But people just, I hate store-bought salsa. I hate me it. Me too. It's never good. It's like it's just wet. Never, there's good enough, right. but, but I don't like that. And restaurant salsa, you know, like, look, that's fucking salt. Yeah. Sorry, get to the salt. Yeah, it's really, um, this is really, I'm excited about we'll this. We'll get to that. Yeah, we flexed on all the ingredients. Um, I'm just getting everything ready on but this yeah, side. But yeah, you know, I love restaurant style salsa, but like, I also am not a huge fan of like the American Mexican restaurants. Sure. Like, no, same. You know, so um, where do you make like interesting salsa? And so, and it's like cheap. It is not expensive at yeah. all. So we'll start from the base ingredients, tomatoes. Yeah. Um, you went with the heirlooms, heirlooms. today. Yeah. I prefer heirlooms. So again, that's kind of this was dependent on my wife growing heirloom tomatoes. Yeah. Um, I find they're meatier. Uh, they hold up. They don't liquefy quite as quickly. Sure. Um, and especially, so I will make one little thing. Uh, roast. Roasting is like a big thing for me. Obviously, we don't have a roaster here. Right. Um, I'm no longer allowed to have a giant open flame right. here. I used for to keep the reason. oil can of fire yeah. just in I'm here. I'm sure that, but the guy's fine now, right? 
You, you can barely tell. I'm legally not allowed to tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only burnt about the breast, neck, chest, yeah, face, and head. Fine, so. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, I have a gas stove when we bought our house. That was like a requirement. I like open yeah. flame cooking. Sure. Um, so basically the only things that I don't normally roast are the onion uh, and the cilantro um, because I find that when you, and I talk like roast them black, right? right. Because um, when you get that, that heat um, of all the peppers adding, it's not a smoky flavor. I'll say I'm not smoking, but just right. kind of that, the when you, when it, like that gives you that flavor. Yeah, yeah. It just really, that's that depth of flavor. They talk about on the food right. network all the time. Exactly. You know? it, it's, it's the Maillard it's, it's less one dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, roasting is important, I think, uh, but we're going to do, I didn't start by roasting. So the, the original recipe was all pure, you know, just get the ingredients. So, Sweet. uh, tomatoes, uh, I like heirlooms. Um, I'm sure you can do it. I might give you the list so people can yeah, see it. Yeah, if you it. do, that'd be great. Yeah, can we can put it on. Make your own recipe, yeah. right? Um, but I start with, I like heirlooms. Um, in a pinch, uh, I mean, you can do like the Roma tomatoes or whatever. Right. Um, They're just going to Why I like Jungle Gems, because, uh, you know, the, the other competitors, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of store-bought tomatoes are just not flavorful tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And they're just filler for the salsa, and I yeah. don't want that. And so, um, if you can't get the heirlooms, uh, the Amish tomatoes are killer yeah. here as well. Yep. Um, that was the first time I got offered, like someone said, can you make me this and I'll buy it from you, mm -hmm. was with the Amish tomatoes. Sure. Um, but big, beefy tomatoes, uh, especially, I say the uglier the better. Once they start splitting and all that, man, I just think that makes for a killer tomato. Sweet. So Let's anyways, go. Amish, or uh, you know, heirloom tomatoes if you got it. Um, I also made the mistake uh, early on, and it took me a while to unlearn it. Um, a lot of people like dice up yeah. their ingredients before they throw it on there. Don't do that. Uh, I like to, if you throw them in with the chunks, I find that by the time the blender gets to it, it leaves it chunkier. Yeah. And um, this recipe, it depends on if you want to make some and have throughout the week, or if you just you know, I sure. want a night of salsa. Right. Uh, but if you want it to last, I typically double this and okay. I'll put in a big Tupperware and I'll just have salsa Scoop, throughout the week. Yeah, sure. um, but, you know, by day four or something, if you chopped everything up so fine, it, we can go ahead and put the blender there now. Ooh, um, the blender has been staged, folks. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think I just loosened up the seal. There we go. There we go. How many musicians does it take? How many musicians does it take? <laughs> but yeah, so if you leave the whole chunks in there, uh, it doesn't liquefy over time as bad. Cool. Um, and uh, I, I find, I mean, watery salsa is just not the most appealing of yeah. things. It's a, I, For me, I always try to find a happy medium between them where you're like, I want it. I don't I want, want Pico it. de Gallo. Right, exactly. And I feel like there's, like in my experience, usually you either get one or the other. You either get like yeah. straight liquid, which I guess if I had to prefer, I would go that route because like, yeah, the Pico is like, it, like the you know, it, yeah, right. So yeah, I, I mean, but like I said, if you can this chunk it up, then it, it lasts a little bit longer. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, the onion, I use white onion. You asked, uh, yeah, which one? I obviously preference here, but um, if I'm using onion cooked, I typically will favor a yellow. Okay. Um, yeah, a little sweeter. A little sweeter. Yeah. Um, if I'm using an onion raw, and it's to mix into an ingredient as an ingredient, I yeah. like white. If it's like on a salad or something, I actually red, favor huh? red. Yeah. Um, I feel like white is the onion flavor that people think about as onion. Okay. And when you're putting all these very flavorful things in, it helps kind of give it that like fresh onion bite without, yeah. you know. But I did, a whole, I, I did a whole thing with uh, on Christian Gill's show a year or two ago where we went through all the on, different onion types. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, this is so fun. And I, you know, it was funny leading into it. I always remembered red onion being so pungent in flavor. Yeah. And then when I finally tried it again, like raw compared to the other two, I was like, oh, it's like, barely different yeah it's you know barely I mean? different uh another thing just you know we're on the podcast yeah so i like to say what the reason i got such a good is uh a good ingredient list is you're supposed to taste your ingredients so the yeah. heirloom tomato um take a little bite everyone always sure. like I, I don't know there was i had a mickey mouse cassette of songs silly songs mm -hmm. and one of them was the chorus was homegrown tomatoes homegrown tomatoes what will i be without homegrown tomatoes only two things that money can't buy. That's true love and homegrown tomatoes. Um, That's funny. And I was like, whatever. I hate tomatoes. 
And then as I started getting into tomatoes, I then realized like an actually well-grown tomato you can eat as candy. Right. Store-bought tomato. Yeah. So yeah. Um, taste mm-hmm. your ingredients. You don't need to taste white onion. We all no, know what white onion tastes, tastes like. like. Tomatillo. Now, uh, polarizing. My dad loves salsa good. verde. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. It is. Oh. When it's good, it's good. Right. Yeah. When it's not, it's not. Right. Um, and... So I didn't love, I didn't grow up loving salsa verde because I grew up without a lot of good, fresh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I did find without the tomatillo, here we go, everyone taste. So the tomatillo has a little bit of a, that sour. Yeah, a little bite to it. Like, it's almost like a citrus note. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Like it's not a green tomato. Right. It's its own thing. Yeah. And. On its own, I really don't like it. Yeah, but I actually am surprised how much I do like it. On right, its own. It, it, it's a, a it's a very distinct thing. <laughs> yeah, and I just I never I never loved it. Sure. Um, but then when I was making sauces, and if I didn't throw one in, I just again I talk about dimensions in your cooking. It just right. It gives it an excitement. It's like a whiskey where like you don't people hate rye whiskey sometimes, but unlike a bourbon, just a little bit of it really makes the, an exciting drink. It's sure. the same idea. So. Yeah. Uh, a single tomatillo, they're hard to shop for because they're usually covered. Right. Um, I've come home with moldy tomatillos. Um, I typically go with the firm. I like a firmer one because it's not the main ingredient. I don't need it to be quite so ripe. Sure. Um, but anyways, uh, peppers, though. This is really where my salsa is different than a lot of salsas. Yeah. Is it's more pepper-based. It's not just a couple jalapenos, call it a day. Buy, like, every pepper you can find and taste it. Yeah. Um, because it, it changes things. So like the, what I say, you gotta have jalapeno because when people think fresh pepper taste. That's the flavor you think it's, of. Yeah. It's jalapeno. Um, and now, um, there's kind of a common misnomer that the heat comes from the seeds. Yeah. That's not like true at all. The really? Heat comes, I mean, the heat comes from everything. Right. Um, why people say heat comes from the seeds is well, you're using more of the thing. Right. Of course it's gonna be spicier. Sure. Um, yeah, capsaicin is like, a defense mechanism, don't eat me because it hurts you. Right. And we were like, <laughs> I'll eat three of them. Right. Um, <laughs> but you can gut it. You c- can leave it all in. Um, and that's the Serrano you're This is a right Serrano now, right? I'm cutting yeah. now. Um, so jalapeno, as everyone knows, jalapeno. Why I like Serrano. Yeah. Um, well, here, let me get let me get everything chopped up real quick, and we'll taste, and I'll tell you. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to be giving you very little bites. I'd like to keep the heartburn in oh, check yeah, for to, sure. until we eat it. For sure. Because um, it's weird how com- together, no problem, but. But all, yeah, exactly. No, I get it. Um, so uh, here we got now, um, just so you can start the, just a little, little bit. A little of a, pina. A little, little pina there. Jalapeno is your pepper flavor. Oh, yep. Certainly. And I got into it. Uh, there's an incredible Vietnamese restaurant, Phu Kimi, up near where I live. Right. Um, and I they like use it's also the funniest name place. Me, and yeah. they did that on purpose, believe it or not. They, I was wondering that I asked forever. Them, and yeah. I, I did because I was like, come on, guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, the way, you know, if you speak Vietnamese, right. it sounds. Right. It's like, fuck me. Fuck me. I'm going to show my weakness. Yeah. Um, so jalapeno, fresh jalapeno is like my favorite thing in the universe. Yeah. Uh, Sammy's, the burger joint. Oh, and uh, uh, yeah. We'll do a, a fried jalapeno on top of the one of the burgers. Oh, my God. This is Serrano we're doing next. This is Serrano. Oh, let me get you another one. Um, the Serrano pepper I like hmm. a lot because... Oh, the, that's got a little funk in there. That's interesting. It's different. It's not... It, it It's yeah. a, a more unique pepper taste. Um, it's not wholly unlike the jalapeno. It's, it's more jalapeno than Correct. jalapeno. It, right. Of. It's got a little bit more heat to it. And the back end is really nice on the heat, too. Correct. Like um, someone just told me uh, you... Uh, experience like heat in the front of your mouth Mm -hmm. so a lot of people slurping cultures it's to get it back without burning the front right like the heat of like taste heat it's your back end it's really weird um so anyways uh habanero um or sorry jalapeno and serrano i use the whole thing okay um that's where i get a lot of the pepper flavor from okay um now here's where again you start picking and choosing why you should taste is uh habanero is the interesting one um people love habanero they love habanero or they're like i can't handle it yeah um it's a slow burn it's i a slow yeah burn. it's a slow burn i'm gonna hold on to habanero yeah just you to know what safe. habanero tastes yeah. like um it's the sweet heat 
Uh, but it's Just also, in case, because it is sweet it's and it's nice, but it's going to creep burn. on you a little bit. Yep. And that's what's dangerous about yeah, this please. salsa. Um, <laughs> he's going back for the chips. He's folks. going back. Um, now, the last one is the Anaheim. Okay. Uh, this is when people are like, that's an Anaheim. Yeah. Um, this pepper is, um, it, it tricks you because it doesn't look like hella spicy. Yeah. And it's not. But then yeah. it'll come forward. And this, oh yeah, and like that was funny almost. It's not a yeah. slow burn; it's just delayed. Yeah, well, you're just like, huh, nothing, nothing. Oh, there it is, and, and it, it was like instant, like zero to one hundred. It's that's almost. Wild. I I liken the flavor to if a bell pepper was spicy. Spicy, yeah, that's oh, beautifully growing, said. Growing Absolutely. up in Tucson, Arizona, all the chile rellenos mm-hmm. at Mexican restaurants, like the good ones, have Anaheim. Oh, and out here they do poblano. But right. I grew up in southern Arizona uh, with Anaheim chili, so. When you can find them, it's wonderful. And the, yeah. the spice range goes from, you know, maybe some low level to, to right. a high one. So it's, the it's a wonderful chili. The are always yeah. so funny to me. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. yeah. What's, so it's worth noting that the basic recipe is half a habanero and half an Anaheim. And typically, Anaheims are big peppers. Right. Um, we did, a, we're doing a, a mix up here. We're doing something a little different. Yeah. So we got a little uh, dried chipotle pepper that. My, so, uh, there um, we go. This is another, again, why you come to Jungle Gyms is um, a lot of this, you can't get this at like a Kroger. I accidentally, they had a dried, what was it? The gua, Guayillo. Guayillo pepper. And I was like, I'll throw that shit in. And yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. It gave it this smoky flavor um, and no extra heat. Um, but then you just can't find them all the time. And right. I like the, um, the smoked peppers give it, I like, like it, you want to keep eating it now, right? right? It's 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 a, a an umami. Yeah. Um, now this one might be kind of weird, but it's got some funk on it. Got to, yeah, they're delicious. We, we tried like, them when we were doing the um, one of the other right. when we were doing some of the Vietnamese. So how would you? Ca- what would you say is that flavor right there? Because uh, chipotle is just a. It's just a uh, dried ancho pepper, if I, I think, it's like right? A, a sweet, a smoke. lot of them. Sweet smoke. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sweet. It's like if it's the way I would, if someone was like cherry wood, what's that taste like? That's yeah. almost a ballpark, right? It's not cherry, but it's like. But like, but yeah, you get chill. that wood flavor. Right. Um, it's which great. Makes, you know, people, that's why I think that's like going to be one of those things that adds a lot of depth to this whole thing in general. Um, so I love it. I think, you yeah. know, having uh, weird peppers, um, as I, I was explaining to you off the air, but. Um, the drummer for Sepia Heyday. Yeah. Uh, her name is um, Motherfucking Chainsaw. Nice. Um, no, Michelle, she uh, grows peppers, and she would just be like, hey, here's a bunch of Fresno peppers. Make a salsa. And yeah. it would completely change everything. It's like a sweet salsa. Sure. Um, so there you go. Um, throwing cool stuff, but I like the, the smoky there. Now, the uh, garlic. Um, one clove of garlic. Cool. Yeah, I, I've read the memes, but as much as there's you want never there, enough garlic, I right? Agree. Um, I will say though, because of all the delayed heat and all that other stuff, yeah, that garlic flavor will stick with you, and cool. uh, everyone will know about it. Um, and again, I roast the garlic as well. Sure. I love roasted garlic. Oh yeah. Um, so there you go. So so far, I got two Ireland tomatoes. Um, I actually threw in the whole tomatillo, and I don't think I want to do that. I'm just seeing this. The 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 thing says. Uh, a whole tomatillo, but this is a half. big tomatillo. No, okay. I had three quarters. Okay, um, it's just a big tomatillo. Um, sure. And then half an Anaheim pepper, uh, one jalapeno, one serrano, and half a uh, habanero. Cool. And we threw the whole chipotle. Now, I typically do like I said, I double this recipe. Sure. Um, fun fact: uh, if you're doubling it and you don't have a fucking massive food processor who can handle it all right make two separate batches sure because if you do like i'll do all the tomatoes and whatever it actually there's something about when it's mixing up it just doesn't sit the same sure yeah um so lime juice lime juice everyone you just doing half a lime i'm or gonna do, do a whole lime, lime. Cool. If, juice of a whole lime if you don't do the lime the acidity citrus helps preserve things longer mm-hmm. um it keeps the flavor but whenever you taste like Sounds like so racist, but like bad Mexican food. Like, there's so many great Mexican restaurants in town. There's yeah, so many when you not say good it's ones. It's not racist because it's usually it's American. Like bad, yeah, Mexican. it's like American yeah, Mex, right. like Tex Mex when it's kind of boring. Where's the fucking lime? There we go. 
Have you ever had guacamole without lime? It's, I can't even it's avocado toast. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with me? So whole yeah. lime. Cool. Um, we're, and by the way, we're getting close on time. So yeah, yeah, keep we're going. almost done now. Cool. Um, so after that, cilantro, I say five sprigs. Fucking do as much as you want. Yeah. That's another thing. Some people, my mother-in-law hates cilantro. Yeah. You got to hide it for her, right? But you can. You and can. I actually use the stems. Okay. Okay. I the like stem the stems. So if you don't have the stems. It's, most of the flavor comes from the stems. And like the, the cilantro is just one of those things. I feel bad for people who have that bad that, flavor that reaction. soap taste, yeah. whatever. I'm like, oh, sorry to be... So I'm like, I'm uh, as somebody with a physical handicap, I'm sitting there looking down. Yeah, like, you, yeah, you, <laughs> you jokers. Uh, so talk about this salt. Yeah, so let me talk about the salt. So this is from this brand called Habsnow. Um, probably mispronouncing that. Uh, but it is a hand-harvested artisan salt from the cold, clean Norwegian Sea. It's really flaky. I got hip to it from seafood, and I've been buying it for everything mm. now, and it's like the only salt I use. It's really flaky and thick. What, what do you usually put salt-wise in here? So, it's like a fat pinch? Yeah. Because yeah, well, well, oh, yeah, you've got the, yeah. yeah. I, was, just, I was like, no, don't just sell a, me the whole Just bucket. a fat, yeah, like a fat pinch fat of it. Fat pinch? Cool, let's I do it. I typically use like the Himalayan pink salt uh, when I do it from a grinder. So yeah, just there. Um, put a little in, a little, a little yeah, thingy. I want to taste this, this salt. You want a little bit of that? Himmel, no, what is this? Nordic? Uh, Norwegian. Yeah, so uh, oh, yeah. harvested from the Norwegian Sea. Yeah. I didn't know I could love salt. That you know what I mean? Good. It's a, yeah, it's a saltier, it's a saltier salt. Um, and then cumin, finally. So yeah. we did pepper, I did salt. I hate cumin. Cumin's the cheap Mexican food taste. Yeah. It's just what it is. Right. Um, and, but I found if you don't do it at all, you do lose some of that. A little of the, yeah, I get it. But like, like I'm talking. Yeah, you've got like a fucking there. nothing. Maybe yeah, a right. smidge more because it stuck to me. Yeah. But like, Perfect. I wow. just enough to like put it in there. Yeah, that's awesome. And then that's, where are we at? I think that's everything. So now, uh, how fun, how much you grind it up, blend it up, whatever's up to you. I have found on this one, do the um, the the chop or the grate. Okay. Here we go. And the problem is. Sometimes, uh oh, did I? There we go. Sometimes it's too chunky and you kind of have to sit there and mash it up a little mash bit. It in there. But once it, get, once it gets going, it's <laughs> usually pretty. There we go. As I make a mess on your, it's on all your good. table, we'll clean it up it's in between the shots. Show. Yeah. How many musicians? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. That's it. All right, we're done. We, we bl post blended blender. it. All right, yeah. um, and then good baby. Pour that in there again. This makes not a little bit. Now get some chips, boys. Come in, come in. Off. You can get in here, dude, Mister Cameraman. Um, so we're gonna taste is um, you should notice an immediate difference just from the heirloom tomatoes alone. Oh yeah. The tomato actually has a flavor in there. Right. And like a pleasant one, not yeah. like a, I, got, I went to Subway. I think of the, uh, there's a King of the Hill episode where, oh my gosh, I can't believe I left my water on the table. <laughs> um, That's there's good. that King of the Hill episode yeah. where uh, Hank goes to the local food co-op and he finally tries <laughs> tomatoes and Bobby's like, oh my gosh, That's these true. tomatoes are delicious. And he's like, what do you mean? Tomatoes I mean, don't have, flavor. have flavor. You know but they do it. I will say for this one, you either like or don't. You can definitely taste more tomatillo. Um, I, I like that. It's got a little funk on it. Get that. The I would have pulled less, um, but like my dad would love the more mm. uh, tomatillo for it. Yeah. Surprisingly, this is very good. Yeah. We could do it on a second smoke chipotle. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Little, it's a little buried, but uh, so you get a little of that note. Yeah, it's just there. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, this is and this is something that I put in a tub where I leave it in my fridge all week. Put on my eggs, put on whatever you want to put them on. And, you know, we put a lot of spice in there, but the flavor on it, it's, it's not super spicy. It's there, but It'll, it's not but like... It, it will for sure, like, if you ate this like you do at a Mexican restaurant where you're like, okay, my meal's out and I just ate a bunch of salsa. Right. Like, you'll feel the heat by the end I've of got it. a little heat coming in, but yeah. it's still not as bad as I would have anticipated based purely on what we put in there. Right, yeah. and you it know? doesn't take over other, like, if you put it on a meal, it doesn't take over yeah but it doesn't get buried either um so yeah there you go it was telling lucky um yeah. you know i had one you could basically 
inter- I take out the tomatoes, put mangoes in it, and now yeah. it's a hyper sweet mango. Or just maybe a couple pieces salsa. or something. They're a little depending on what you want. And so this I found I like this because it's a good base yep. with which to go. But I really like habaneros, and I don't really like jalapenos. Great, take the jalapenos out, put the habanero habaneros in. Habaneros and go. Um, yeah, it's perfect. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's, that's great. It thing. came out awesome, dude. Thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. Well, so then in that case, do you guys want to play some music for me? We would sure, love to it. play some music yeah. for you. All right, we'll uh, wipe off the table, and then it's going to be a nice transition effect. Standing in the middle of yet another crowd I feel my eyes get heavy, all I want is sleep Looking on a sea of empty faces Filled with hopes and fear Tables shifting round Louder than I'd care Are you there? Can you hear me? Are you there at all? Drift along the current I scream my silent question No one seems to notice That I just want to feel The fingerprints of warm hands Knowing that you hear me You listen to my story Help me Carry on Are you there? Can you hear me? Are you there at all? Are you there? Can you hear me? Are you there at all?
The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.